previously on Hollywood Anonymous. Hello, Eric Heister. Wiener farts. <laughs> Hollywood Hotel. Oh, this feels good. Mm. That's right. You missed it on the last time you were here. You missed, I feel it. It's in the... me. It's in me, guys. So right for Hollywood. That's all I got. This is this is sweet. Is it sweet? It feels pro, right? Totally. I mean, if you I closed your totes. eyes, isn't it totes? No, Brian. <laughs> Eric is know. an adult. Who says? <laughs> uh, Does anybody still say totes? Yes, children. Oh, no, they don't. And me, Mike? jokingly. <laughs> uh, if you closed your eyes right now, you'd be like, "I am in Hollywood." There was a show. <laughs> it, it was on, I believe, before the Muppet Show. That was all about Hollywood. You guys know what show I'm talking about? It like mm. celebrated Hollywood. What was or it something. called? It was like a Hollywood life. before yeah. the Muppets. Yes. How'd you know? Mm, never saw it. It was before the Mandrell Barbara Mandrell show. Oh my God, the Barbara Mandrell. You know Eric was on that show, right? Of course. Yeah. It's on that show. No, I was just lying, but. What the fuck are you talking okay. about? Like he, I've never seen him that excited about anything I've ever said. Why? Well, why assume, of all the things you got? It would. I would of assume all the he did it as world. a child, and it would be really funny to hear about no, and see. Clearly, somebody in this room had a huge crush on Barbara Mandrell because the way you freaked out about that look on your face, like he said, Steve Carell on a previous episode, nothing. Barbara Mandrell, you're like you wanted to actually hug her. Almost jerked a tear on that. I saw guys. Like B man, B Mandrell, guys. I actually don't even know. <laughs> like I couldn't name a Barbara Mandrell song. Okay, don't you don't have to. <laughs> I want us all to name five. Well, or we six. don't name drop. We're just you know we just, jaded. We, we're just fans. This is what the show's about. We're jaded. No, we can name no. drop. <laughs> no, you can totally name. And we're not trying to be jaded. I hope we don't come across as I'm not. No, we're not. Anything. Yeah, okay. I'm glad that I work in the business. Do I yeah. wish that I could be doing something better? Fuck Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Do you I wish guys I was are great, doing more? But this podcast sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, Eric. You know, we've we've I had mean, moments listen. here at the uh, world famous Herald Examiner where we've had a good time. You, we're, we're yucking it up. It's really cool. Some great stuff happens, well, and then we have those other moments where we regret every second that we're <laughs> sitting inside this building. It's just that's, but that's this, life. So. And, and, yeah. and for the listeners, Eric Heister is back with us for part two of his. Uh, uh, his, visit. It, his visit, his, his visit, ro- it's not a roast. roast. It's not a roast. How, how's it been? No, no it's gone well, I mean, part one, right? See? We just I feel warm. We want to just hear your stories, man. We don't want to make fun of you unless it's like a story that deserves to, you know, you deserve. Like Brian had a fanny pack last episode that deserved to be mocked. Yeah, well, that's yeah. epic. Though. Eric has worn um, uh, khakis that deserves to be mocked. Hey, well, I can't even imagine him wearing khakis. I'm not saying you, you listen. Only certain types of people can wear khakis. I just can't imagine Eric and khakis. I'm only cool at work, though. Oh, is that what I it go is? home and like wear? Big pants. He, t- he takes off his cool clothes and, and puts shit. on like super nerd clothes. Uh, would you really do you change out of those clothes Loose right away fitting. when you get home? Are you no, a sweatpants guy when you get home? Or are you just yeah. this you? Is yeah, this Eric? Are you an un- or are you an underwear guy? I'm an underwear and sweatpant wearer. Yeah. I t- I, I, are you underwears? I, are you just straight up underwear? Or are you sweatpants? I am guy? sometimes uh, underwear and basketball shorts and sometimes just basketball shorts. Occasionally, just underwear, but that's usually in the morning when I'm eating breakfast. Okay, <laughs> that's, see, I, I like work. I make breakfast for like I make breakfast and then I eat and then my girlfriend eats, but I usually don't put on like pants until right it's time to go out, you know. Uh, but uh, that caused some dead air. Yeah, well, well, dead air. The, the thought of John Here's, eating shirtless in his underwear is a Seinfeld episode, and it's just nobody wants uh, to know the guy eats naked. I'd cereal. watch that. Well, show. here's the deal. 
Dead air is okay, guys. I mean, this isn't radio. There's no FCC. And sometimes you just got to soak in the silence and understand why it's silent, you know? No, I don't. Like right Behind there. you, John, okay. is, uh, <laughs> is Eric. Have, has, has everybody touched Arnold Schwarzenegger's cigar yet up on the wall? There? I'm not going to touch it, but. Why not? Well, no, you can touch it through the plastic. Oh. Do you yeah. want to smell it? You want to smell no, it? No, I don't. Why are you making it like it's his <laughs> it, balls I just or something? <laughs> well, first off, I wouldn't Close. have his balls hey, in a bag. You want to touch his balls? You want to touch his balls? You can touch it through the plastic. You want to smell them, though, right? Smell them. <laughs> no, That's... not at all. Smell my sack. Uh, Guys, let's all do Schwarzenegger impressions. Actually, thinking about opening with one for my for my little my comedy sketches from now on. What do you guys think? That's great. I don't think anybody's done a Schwarzenegger yet. I was I do I go go Schwarzenegger into walking, um, into Charlie Sheen. uh, Do you ever yell winning on stage? I feel like if I did, I'd sound like Brody Stevens. You know, here's the thing about the winning thing. So I've, I've heard a couple people still say it, and oh, I, I feel man. bad for those people. It's the same, same people are going, my wife. <laughs> or where's the beef? Oh, yes. That one hung around way as... too long. You know then... why? Because we never found out where the beef was. Just kidding. It was at Wendy's the whole time, guys. John, oh, that's man. good. <laughs> I'm John doing comedy in the uh, mid-90s. Late, <laughs> guys, mid-90s. where's the beef? But seriously, where the fuck is the beef? Am I right, everybody? And everyone's <laughs> like... Hey, where is the beef? And then Oprah comes on. She's like, it's under your chair. And everyone's got rotten beef under their chair. When you were bored, did you just did you just write a Slayer logo? Always. All over everything, constantly. What are you, in high school? Yes. Where's, aren't you drawing pictures of skulls right now? On my notebook. <laughs> I'm drawing Dio in great detail. So, Eric, were you that guy? Is that you, John? See, ah, we have the new picture. Eric just saw the new picture Eric of the, just the saw album. I know you guys can see this. It's John's oh, dad. I, I he posted did. it on Instagram. It's Andrew um, Gold. It's Andrew Gold. Whoever that wrong, is. What's wrong with this picture? Is the title <laughs> of the album, and then that's on the back. I'll tell you what's wrong. Your red bearded nutsack. <laughs> First of all, close wow. your shirt. Second of all, he's wearing that same shirt on the front of the album too. Off, off air, John wished he had that guy's uh, jacket. Amazing. Oh, yeah. His, First his, of all, the jacket. The, if I had that hair, dude, I would just be like. It is pretty magnificent. I would be, I'd be that guy that, like. Hey, man, he didn't think it looked like him at all. Really? No, it looks like you in your t- early 20s. I found that at Goodwill. Wait and a I minute. was so excited. I thought this guy looks older than me. Is that not the case? I didn't, huh? Do I look older than that guy? No, that guy's probably like 27 years old in that photograph. Don't I look 27? You look 28 and a half. Yeah. Are we no, still count look, halves? The close. Wink, wink. Uh, am I, do you guys think I look old? Is that really a thing? Do people think I look old? Uh, well, I'm you not just get... look older than that guy in this you picture. Do understand this that all, <laughs> you do understand that all three of us sitting here all have a little bit of gray. Okay, so I can't. That but guy no, has. No, I don't have gray. I have salt and pepper beard. Well, red, I said red, a little bit. Red, red and I'm not, salt we're not beard. Three. Well, this isn't grumpy old men. I have I oregano and Mathau, calm down. I have a, an oregano uh, salt beard. Cajun. Okay. <laughs> I have a. I have a hot spice and salt beard <laughs> instead of salt and pepper, you know? Get it? Because it's red. Oh, Is everyone following? No. Guys, in case you can't <clears throat> see me, I'm on the radio. Follow John on Twitter. This is radio, right? No, what? Radio. Twitter. Take a at, commercial break. At John Huck. One word. J-O-N-H-U-C-K. Walking the ramp, hitting the post. That's what we used to do in radio days. Eric. Right? Do you know what that means? Walking uh, the ramp, hitting the post? It means something about... Uh, you talking over the music. You talk over the music. 
when you cue the music, you know you have, like as an example, like a song may have a 13-second lead-in before the first Lyric. words. Eric's shaking his head because Eric was probably a radio disc jockey. I was for I knew it. spell. I told you, South the Florida. Forrest Gump, dude. South, South Florida. Florida. Okay. Yeah, the worst, best place in the world. Ugh. All right. I didn't want to tell my story anymore because this is what I've been waiting for. it wasn't in South for. Florida, so no one was taking bath salts and trying to bite your dick let off. Me, let me tell you something right now. I, if I didn't say that, I could have said there was just one time that I was flying on a plane. He'd be like, I yep. know, because, well, I and I would say, why would you know that? Well, I was a pilot for a long, long time. <laughs> a long time? I, See, I love this. 3,600 hours flying. Really? Okay, so which Hang one? Gliders did you, did you, uh, <laughs> Hand gliders? Did you? Did you? Hand gliders? Uh-huh. I can't tell if I'm being taken for a ride here. No, he, you're not. He's from Calabasas. I got that part. He lived on a ranch. <laughs> We're recapping, but yes. He dated Justine Bateman. Yep, got it. Okay, he went to Hollywood <laughs> Boulevard and Sunset Trip twice. Yep. During his youth. And um, then he uh, he he's, he made skulls, but before that, so when 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 did you decide you're uh, hey I'm a pilot now? Oh, and he doesn't surf anymore. Yeah, well, he doesn't surf because he always got beat up in that right. the storms of the eighties. I was a climbing instructor. Uh, okay, back when you know what you are, you're Homer Simpson. <laughs> You've had a thousand fucking jobs. You're like Actually, I was since... an astronaut. I was a chauffeur well i got out of my bubble meeting brian because like when we'd have our small talk he'd constantly say something i'd say yeah i've done that and then he'd make fun of me but like i actually realized yeah i've done more Uh, shit than lots of people a lot of people definitely but here's the thing though when you put it into perspective, because you are 49 years old, I mean, you could have done those three things you just talked about in a 20-year time span. It, yeah. that's, it doesn't, when you put it in that perspective, it doesn't seem so ridiculous. But when it just, every time you say something and it comes out of his mouth, you kind of think about it as it, in the last three years, then it sounds crazy, but it is <laughs> not. It's part of his whole lifespan. Well, so yes, I, but I'm going to be, I'll be 49 eventually too, and there's no <laughs> fucking way I'll have done any of that but stuff. But you're not him. He dated oh, Justine Bateman. I thought I was. <laughs> I dated Justine Jackson. Do you make it up names? Right yeah, now? Right, stop it. Fuck that. Oh, she's hot. Yeah, yeah. She lives in Canada, guys. You've never seen her before. <laughs> and neither uh, of you. And neither have I. <laughs> well, we, okay, we talk on the internet. We talk on the internet. Facebook. Yeah, lovers. Yeah. So, pilot was this pre or post you your business and running the ranch yeah, and all that stuff? Yeah, this is um, in the Before 90s. After. I didn't watch one lick of television in the 90s. Because I you were flew. in the air. You were, yeah. fly- you were flying. Literally, Why did if you, you called flying? me in the 90s, at least half the time I would pick up my giant cell phone in my <laughs> paragliding in the air. Like I was up you in the air You are not answering cell phones in the air. Yeah, yeah. He's right by the yeah. towers, dude. Had it Velcroed the great giant. reception up there. I had the mega AT&T phone, you know. You have a backpack Why with it. Why are you it? answering? How did you even get up in the air with that thing well, on Well, with you? paragliding, you're sitting in a cozy harness, and you can let Super go of cozy. Every, it's not like a hang glider where you, you have to hang on to the, <laughs> the bar. You have to hang on to live. And okay. Paragliding, yeah. you can let go of everything and have lunch if you need. If you're up in the air high enough, you don't really need to have your hands on the controls. Fuck that. Well, paramotoring, paragliding is super accurate flying. It's not just like a you're jumping out of you know parachute or anything. It's it's an aircraft, so you're flying. Are you running exactly off of a mountain still are. though, or do you take off? From- yeah. Well, I owned a paramotoring company in South Florida, and then I owned and which is go. a motor on your back, so you launch from the ground, and then here in in California, it was all jumping off cliffs and stuff. Did you ever have a jetpack? 
I did not have a jetpack. Were you a rollerblade star? I was a rollerblade like machine. Yeah, oh, I was that... a hockey playing rollerblade. Well, yeah, okay. If you're playing hockey, otherwise <laughs> yeah. we should skip that part of your life and never. You weren't a part of the rollerblade fan? <laughs> no, man. I missed. I, it. I, I got on it for a second. Oh, and, and I fucking I would pay money. I would pay money to see you rollerblade by me in your sweat shorts uh, and your fucking hip, your your hip sack. <laughs> Your fucking your Walkman on, like yeah, dude. I just got rid of those. I travel with those <laughs> damn things for. A while. I don't know how they those damn rollerblades followed me anywhere. But I had oh, I thought you meant like last time you went out on vacation, no, no, you brought no, them no, with. I, I was like, what? Honestly, I don't think I ever rollerbladed since I moved out here in two thousand. But Thank for, God. Late, but mid to late nineties, oh, you may man. have seen me on Venice Beach when I on a visit. Oh yeah, dude. Rollerblade the cone thing. And just just no, think. no. I, I was never that good. <laughs> but you, <laughs> I was never a roller skater either. That stuff. I used. I was the guy that would fall down and people would have to jump over me. The cool guys would have to jump over me on their roller skates mm. just to keep it going. Backward skate, I had to get off. I had to get <laughs> off. The, you know when they call backward skate. Oh, I just I wish I could see you in Venice. Just like man, yeah, I'm gonna move out here, man. I'm gonna really I'm gonna own this I'm gonna, town. I'm gonna dude. own it. <laughs> and just me and my fucking blades, dude, and my fucking hip sack and my Walkman. We're gonna kick ass. Well, Life you have theme. to admit, we'll get back to your great story in a second. But you have <laughs> yeah, to. It's Eric, okay, well, Flyboy. No, but you have to be. But see, he doesn't see California the same way. At least I know I did. No. Being from Wisconsin, you'd watch all those '80s movies. That's what they did. They were hanging out at Venice Beach. You Chips, know, they were dude. falling in love with girls, Chips. and like they that's were right. on skates and stuff like that. I mean, Every that's time. what they did. So all the time. you of course had the fascination, and you wanted to be like all those dudes in those movies, right? Yes. So I, I wasn't, you know, far regular. Mark Harmon in summer school. Rockford dude. Files, well, man. Rockford Files. Eric has a picture with Mark Harmon. Hell yeah, he's yeah. been here quite a bit. Uh, can we? What? Who? And now, now, Eric, you you are you don't you say you don't ask for pictures? You just walk. No, up of course he pictures. asks for pictures. No, I How walk right get up to him and put the camera in front of him with me, my face in it, and you say, don't say anything. No, no, I ask. Ah. Yeah. say because that would be the way you get yourself it's in trouble. It's kind of a trip. Just... Like these people act like they know me. Like most of the time, it's really bizarre. Like Mark Harmon, like act. These people act like they know me. Like, hey, how you been? And I'm like, oh, good. Let me get a shot. Oh, <laughs> you know what's fucking great is I wonder. Isn't if they that think a defense mechanism though? But it also what, what might they think be he's what like a crew, a crew guy that they've worked with a bunch. Probably, yeah. Meaning, you know what I mean? Like, you've got you've got a look that if like I didn't know what yeah. you did and you put a gun to my head and said, guess what he does in Hollywood? I'd say he's a grip or he's a gaff. Well, and he's also in the safe zone because you usually have a radio on you. So yeah. that also, yeah, so that you're, also not, you're supposed to be there. You've been assigned. Which to when I walk on set, I don't have a radio. You'll say, hey, well, they're, they're, they're like, it's what's off. with the dude over in the corner and yeah. why is he why is he, weird, why is he even here? Because we're and the I female usually cast wait. Out. Like I'll wait, let them. I'll the, do a bunch a of rice things for everybody do you for wait a couple in the dark? days. Do you wait in the dark. Yeah. There's donuts, yeah. everyone. Can Here's, I get a photo? Yeah, I'm usually by the, by the you know coffee and donuts, but no, I usually don't just jump on them and ask them. Well, oh, not like, right right out of their car six a.m. Hi. Well, yeah. he did that once. He did that once. What's yeah. his name? Gary Oldman. Yeah, Gary. Actually, that that was a that, was that was like a five thirty in the morning picture. Yeah, he comes up and actually he was. Um, he's driving this little SUV tiny thing and I walked up to the window because he was the only one he pulled in early right there early early yeah and I'd gotten there really early and he's it's Gary I'm like hey Gary what's up bro like how he says it it's Gary hey Gary but he wasn't even part he wasn't supposed to be there and then he had his 98 year old mom with him and she was doing her first movie debut oh my god that's amazing and she played a nun in the lobby it was just a quick thing, but he, he was, was like all mom, excited man. about getting his mom in this. Oh, that's fantastic! Picture. And he was going to be in it also. He was doing it for free for his buddy, so you know, get a free million dollar actor in your 
your movie. That's pretty. But he fantastic. was super, super sweet guy too. Like I, I can't believe how many A people are super thankful and appreciative. Like I just was talking to Saul, you know, better call Saul, yeah, Bob Odenkirk, Bob, and he actually even said he goes, I go, yeah, I heard you're really, you know, good to everybody. I heard you're a real nice person. He's like, yeah, well, I, you. You got to remember where you come from, but you got to just treat everybody great. You know, it's going to come back and get you. Rule number and one. And like these guys, that's that's what they. I think they've done most of their lives is they've gone all their way to be nice people, and actually that works really well in this business. You know. Yeah, I agree. I think, and 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 I don't. I think it took me a little while to realize that, but just be. Don't be a dick. Don't be a dick. And well, don't be all, arrogant. But you also had thing. to work yeah. with. The talent, correct? When you were on Punked, that was kind yeah. of part of the thing that you did. So you had sure. to work directly with them. But when you first started doing that, were you were you a little bit standoffish? Like, what am I getting? My, you know, some people are. You're afraid to talk to them because you don't want them to either a bite your head off or wreck whatever you thought about them. That's always the fear, right? Well, As we like to call yeah. the Sting effect. No one ever wants to talk to Sting because they they've heard <laughs> the rumors that once you talk to Sting, you're not a Sting fan anymore. Like, yeah. that's that's what's out there. It's right? Like a Phil Collins thing. Um, yeah, I, no, I never. The people we punked, though, very few of them were people that I ever would be like, "Oh, cool." You know what I mean? I was like, so yeah. I didn't, I didn't have any. There was no qualms about walking. Like, hey, man, you need to sign this. Like, uh, who are you? I'm like, I got the paper. You sign this. <laughs> like, hey, you don't need to know who I am. Just sign the fucking thing, and then we can air this shit. Yeah, you know that's what I mean? that's my thing. Like, I'm only gonna get a picture of someone I actually like. Sure, not, you're not like gonna just because someone's famous. Getting, yeah, exactly. Getting exactly. a bunch of pics. Like Gary Oldman. Shit. You know, I mean, you gotta get... If you iconic. Met, if I, yeah, if I met Gary Oldman, I go, hey man, I got a picture with you. I got to work See, I with... I can't even... I can't say it. Nick Cage. There's another super chill. Like, everyone said so many things about that guy that he's looped, but I got to act with him last month. Oh, that's right. We gotta get to that. Super yeah. chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So was Elijah Wood. I was working with him. Spider-Man. Wait, no. Close enough. Good Wait, enough. Hobbit. Sure. Hobbit. Hobbit. Yeah. <laughs> Spider Hobbit. So, all right. So, let's get back to um, how you ended up in Florida. Just out of curiosity, what had you done, and why? Why yeah, did you have to leave? Why were you oh banished to fucking South Florida? <laughs> well, I was actually a business person. I didn't wasn't an artist, and I was asked to run a um, a global um, travel company. <laughs> I'm telling you, I swear. Who the fuck are I you? worked with um, Benny Hinn's ministry. You know, you ever heard yeah, of Benny Hinn? That, no, yeah, I have yeah. no idea what that you, is. Are you really? Ross John does. Uh, it's a massive... Ryan, you must I'm, learn about Benny. I'll give you lots of material. I know Benny Hill. Yeah, this is funnier. Uh, <laughs> Benny Hinn, the, he's uh, currently in the ministry. His Back then, his travel um, bill was $20 million a year. To move his who, who is this Benny Hinn he a, Ministries? He, he's basically a mega church guy. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Like, the beginning of the mega church. And th- you worked for him? I worked with his brother, okay. who ran his whole travel thing, and we were going to save him several million dollars on all his travel and stuff but. by flying one of those things that you fly with the big cell he phone. He just flows Benny Hinn around. <laughs> yeah, he, he drops him. <laughs> drops oh, him. he's a huge controversy. He wears Versace suits and it's just, still to this day. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's the just, guy. Give money to nasty. the Lord. Fuck you. You're uh, really nice car. Like, it was a tr- it was a huge eye opener. I'm a Christian. I like totally yeah. blew my mind that he's such a piece of shit. That yeah, and like so in Florida is there's a ton of mega ministries in in South Florida, and it's just such a it's such a scam. It's such a joke. And I could tell you the long saga of how I got out of that, but the guys that were in business, they did not want to, they didn't want to save the money. They didn't want to save 
several million dollars on their travel. They didn't give a crap. They had yeah. so much money coming in. Just in when they do a, a TV, you know, when those ministers are on TV asking for money, you know, they make up these stories. Oh, you're that person right now. You're yeah. near your television. I mean, the money that comes in to those ministries, like it's, it was amazing. So that's how I went to South Florida. And, and you stayed there really, for a bit. What did you do down there other than work? I actually, after we quit working for these guys, cause we, I saw the writing Wait, the brother the quit too? When no, you say we, we I, you're my, talking about you and my ex and I actually oh, oh, were, okay, we okay. were co-business. Okay. But they, those guys, we had to leave cause we did not want to be associated with them. So we moved to Fort Lauderdale. We moved right. to Orlando, Boca Raton, oh Fort Lauderdale oh, in three years. It was good not, Lord. Flor- South Florida is it's the hottest place on earth. You you take a shower, you walk out your door, and you're soaking wet with sweat. So it's what did like, you do there during that time? So I, then I started ice. a paramotoring company. That's right. Of course you did because that makes sense. You're, that you're yeah, all the hottest sudden. place. You got to get up there and get some air in your face, man. Yeah, it was amazing though. Like paramotoring, it's it's like the closest thing to. To flying like a bumblebee, like you could ever imagine, because you can fly backwards, forwards. You can go to ten thousand feet, or just skim your feet on the sand, and Jesus. it's amazing. I'll you can take see the every my feet on the sand. Please. <laughs> you wouldn't 10, believe how many fucking feet. Fuck? You wouldn't believe how many people like are swimming next to sharks and stingrays and everything, because from the air you see it all in Fort Lauderdale. Uh-uh. It was awesome though. Like I loved paramotoring, but it's it's so hot there. You just want to die every day. Now, did you that catch the wrong wind current and find yourself back in Calabasas and you could not control yourself? No, I. Okay. Uh, I that's another. Is that too much of a Sherwood Schwartz way of getting back to? Uh, Sherwood Schwartz. And then the wind came and flew Eric back <laughs> to Calabasas. <laughs> Sherwood Schwartz. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking Gilligan. about. Gilligan's yeah. Island, Brady Bunch, Sherwood oh, Schwartz. Oh, yeah. Sherwood Schwartz. Yeah, I've heard of this Gilligan's Island. They, oh. they redid it. It was called Lost. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it not really as funny. Good. So, all right, so you, you do that for a while. What brings you back to well, Why did California? you stop the motoring just because you didn't, because fuck Florida or? Yeah, I just couldn't handle I used to have blonde hair before I went to South Florida, and I never left the house because it was so damn hot. Like, you literally just, unless you're on the beach in Fort Lauderdale, like literally on the beach, then you're you're okay. But 30 feet off the beach, you're boiling. I yeah. mean, it's the hottest. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like the hottest day in Southern California, except worse. I've only been to Ca- uh, to Florida through Nancy Grace. That I don't watch anymore. I just Ooh, know that Florida Nancy Grace. What? Because every time she reports on something bad that's going on, it's somebody. In <laughs> well, Florida no one's some Flor- from Florida, so like it's pretty. So transient. you, so you, all right. So you had enough of this. What got you out of the out of the the Paramore business? Well, we, nobody got. Did you get that joke? Thank you, Paramore. Paramore. Thank you. That's all right, deep. continue. Thank you. That's deep. Well, I doubt that, but anyway. <laughs> uh, I just miss my family in California. And just took you, the first chance we could get out. And you were still go. married at this time? I was never married, actually. Oh, sorry. Um, he just likes to call. His, what did you call her? her his ex. Hey, your ex. Just yeah. ex-girlfriend. Okay, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Got it. All right. Well, over a Did decade. you leave her in Florida? No. No, oh, okay. So no, I left, her in, I left <laughs> her in Indiana. I left her in a ditch <laughs> in the Midwest. Uh, did you just hear what he just... Okay, yeah. so was Indiana on the way back to California? Or was this back to California? It was Florida, and then you went... California, Indiana. Okay, so all right, all right. So how long were you back in Calabasas after? Can anyone keep up with this shit? I mean, Jesus, we need a timeline. 
Well, so why, I, so what did you, you get back to Calabasas and then what? Well, technically, I was in Thousand Oaks, Westlake. So right, well, we like to say Calabasas because everyone knows that that's where Britney okay, Spears so and the Kardashians. Right. So, uh, <laughs> thank you for no, having revisionist history. Sure, I'll we be from that. Calabasas. All right. So anyway, Westlake. So you go back to Westlake. You're doing your thing. Doing our thing. Uh, built another business, and I was what my business? specialty is in nutrition. No, your specialty actually. is in building businesses. What? I thought you were a businessman. Now you're in the specialty is nutrition. Well, that was the business. I was it was a surfer yeah. nutrition. So what Physicist. kind of nutrition? So it was like a food nutrition. Body, for your body. Oh, what kind of nutrition? You know? Hair nutrition. Like car nutrition. It was a breakthrough, like, cool product that helped. We helped, like, thousands of diabetics get off of insulin with this. Jesus. It was a rice-based product. And then um, my ex is... Rice cakes? Rice-based. Oh, based. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> and um, so we uh, get a call one day that uh, her, my ex is niece and nephew lost their parents the mom in indiana killed herself from crystal meth and dad went to jail for three and a half years so john and his name was john john ah. see so we i bought a house online what <laughs> yep i found this this house it was only like 135 grand See, do and you I understand purchase. now <laughs> do you understand why when I, you can sit across this guy at work you have to understand Work days are what twelve hours. They're long days, so you're gonna have conversations. You are starting True. to now experience. No, you're gonna have a like. lot of listening because I wouldn't even <laughs> attempt to converse. I would just be like, "Go talk, tell me your life." <laughs> I thought I really, really would like to organize all my my experiences. You are. You're I, doing it on this show. Yeah, yeah. There, there, there's two in lieu hours of buying of a book in the future. If Eric writes a book, just listen to these two yeah. hours. I want to write it all about flying. I have so many. Bitch and flying stories, yeah, like, amazing. Like p- people wouldn't even believe them, you know. Like Denzel Washington in that movie so, about the plane that goes upside down. Yeah, yeah, that. Eric wrote that movie. I had, All right, I, so, um, so, so you're in, you're in, now you're in Indiana with your, your yeah, internet home. I bought a house online. It was, it turns out, it was a 1880, like bed and breakfast looking thing. It was only 135 grand, and when I got there. I was blown away because the whole the whole house was custom for us Californians. It was just like insane. Even the kick plates on the doors were carved. Everything was custom. Some rich person in 1880 built this place. Wow! And I found old cool things that I restored in that house. And and really, we just I had to be a dad to a child that was super inward and like you know children of meth heads. And that was a huge deal because um, we actually, I put my whole life into that and turned these two kids around, made them like say hello, like do what, you know, what a good parent does is teach their kids how to be, and say, hey, how are you to, to, to strangers when we're introducing and all that stuff that. You know, Brian's trying to do with his kids. Trying, trying. Teach them those basics. These kids were just ruined. Yeah. For sure. And how and long now, did you do that for? Four years. Okay. Yeah. So now why only four years? What, what, what caused the step? And did they just Her, become 18 or something at their, that point? Their uh, father got out of jail. Okay. And, and <laughs> how, old was like, how old were the kids at this point? They were about um, six Six years old till they're about nine or ten. Do wow. you still stay in contact with these people? Actually, I don't, unfortunately. Oh, because it was part of your ex's family? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you know at least that they did okay? Actually, they made it out okay? It, it's pretty sad. The kid, oh, the dad God. comes back and is fine for a few months and then starts abusing them. Uh, as in not nothing sexual, just 
emotional and then wouldn't turn the heat on in the winter. He'd go to work, leave the kids at home, no heater allowed. And we found out all this, oh my gosh, like it was horrible. Yeah. Uh, so, and this is, and at the same time, I'm separating from her and moving uh, were you my there world. or you're coming back to california at this I, point well i was there and it was it was coming to an end okay so like, you left her back there at this yeah, point and yeah. then you moved back to yep. westlake i just took everything got in my camaro and drove home camaro like, john got in a camaro did you hear what he just said bitchin camaro it was i don't know bitchin'. was it it was yeah, okay it was the, did it have an eight-track tape no player? it was a 2010 like oh it was pretty rad oh wow this was not it made it okay ago. to drive home yeah so not too long after no. that, which is amazing. So you were re- we're talking about not too long ago, and you really still weren't that knee deep into getting involved in. No, actually, I got into. So like, how did you actually get involved? So in, in- I started um, working. I was asked to, to make a bunch of things for people. Okay, like I, I specialize like in mixed media, doing skull type stuff for for artists. And then I, I was asked to do certain pieces for certain productions. And then I met Stephen Millette from mm-hmm. Greenglow Films. You know Stephen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, I actually, Ariana, my, my better half, was being asked to cast in this. She's a ballerina. So she was, oh, we we're at their offices. And Stephen came up to me and said, Hey, I need this person who was, he looked like a priest. And then I need all these things for this video. And I'm like, Well, <laughs> Here's the person. He's like my one of my best friends, John, looked just like the guy they were looking for. And then I volunteered to do all the art for them. And it was for a, a video they actually won um the LA music LA uh movie awards on. So that kind of put me in 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 that place where I could be an art director. So Cuz I c- can make anything. Like if you ask me to make something I'll make it. I asked it's him to make my one DNA. of my kids' projects and make it look like the, kid, <laughs> like the kids did it. Did he? he, did, and he yeah, of course he did. He knows how to do anything. <laughs> it's just in my DNA. It's like nothing I was trained to do. Like in Indiana, I, um, I, I got some great Amish stories. Like a lot of my friends ended up being Amish. Like um, I opened up a coffee shop in Indiana. I was so bored. It, Beyond my, I love the look on your face. So it's like, I opened up a coffee shop when you were there. Yeah, yeah. and it blew the for, for town the, for the Amish. It totally blew up the town. Like it changed the that whole town is never going to be the same. <laughs> like live music, it was Main Street. I opened up the first ice cream shop. I helped open the first sushi shop with Lynn for Marine. Amish. No, Amish they can't were have just any of that stuff. No, actually, these were the tourists. Was it for the so rum They were all cool about. Yeah. Oh, I got Rumstringer stories. Right? <laughs> Um, but these were the touring tourist Amish. They were they they were okay with getting pictures and hanging out with us, you know, heathens. Yeah, because that's how they made. And they their had money. cell phones and everything. Modern they, day. They Amish. even had a uh, at at our Walmart. They even had a, a stall there for the Amish horses and and an overhang and everything. It's crazy. it's such I, man. I got some stories about the Amish, but but they gave me all this hardwood. For like, they gave me like ten thousand dollars worth of hardwood for like a hundred bucks, and I started building furniture. I built all the furniture in my house, and like halfway through, I'm like, I've never done this before. I've never built furniture, so it was totally in my DNA that I 
had this talent to build stuff. My dad has that same thing where it's just like you just have it. I mean, you can go to school and learn more about it, but you it's you it's either in you or it's not. My dad my dad dismantled a car because he wanted to know how cars worked and like laid it all out and (laughs) rebuilt it like that. Dude, like that. So I get what he's saying. It's like if it's in you, you can't you can't stop yourself. It's going to happen. And if it's not. Don't try because well, if I dismantled a car, that car would stay dismantled. Oh, I could, I could take apart a car yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. I would never get it back together. Actually, ever. I don't even know if I could completely take apart a car. I think I would at some point. I would have to give up because I wouldn't know how to have take something apart. Yeah, well, I'd be like, I can't get to this screw. We're done yeah, here. Done. It'd probably be like Check five minutes in. Yeah, actually, yeah. I'd open the hood, be like, yeah, just take this off, and then I'm stuck. Okay, I have a Jeep, and I'm afraid to take the top off. You should because I'm afraid it's a new I, Jeep. I can't. Don't don't try to work on new engines because they they I did, make I didn't it. I the engine. I said the top. Oh, the, the top. Oh, the top. Oh, oh, I just want to take the top off, and that's don't enough. try that's that because then you're you know you're awesome hair will blow in the wind and I don't have any hair left. I just wear hats. I mean, I have hair, but not like not yeah. like uh, what's that guy's not, name? Not like Clevon Little. Uh, Clevon Little. Hang on. No, what's your dad's? What's your what's your real dad's name? My uncle my <laughs> Andrew, Andrew Gold. Gold. Andrew Gold, your real dad, Andrew. Andrew Gold. And that's not even his name. How do you know? What do you think that's a stage nobody's name? real name is Gold, right, Eric? You know what? that you've been that's everywhere. That's not true. They can Goldstein, but yeah, he's not looking like one. He's looking confused. Hey, why are you guys taking my picture? It's like you in the morning for breakfast. (laughs) That's what John looks like in the breakfast. There's going to be cereal? I forgot my pants. I don't have any pants, but there's going to be cereal, right? But I do have my eating jacket on. Yeah, I got my my cereal jacket on. You know what? That is a good cereal jacket. You could spill on that. You wouldn't even know. You would not know. There's so much pattern going on there. It's covering up a lot of sins. He's weed today in that picture. He what? No, he's, he's, a, he's a buyer. Ganja. He's a buyer. <laughs> he's a buyer. He looks he's like a buyer he may, of fun. He may have been a little bit coked up in that photograph. That's that he hair. definitely looks coked up. We're talking about some people. Can't I had that hair. So you had, sure of course you did. did. Course. In which state? Yeah, yeah in, in Indiana. After you opened sure. up an in airline. Indiana. Yeah. <laughs> In a fucking steakhouse. Eric owned JetBlue. I don't know if you know. I, that I that started JetBlue, and then we had like uh, Tony Roma steaks on there. <laughs> but it was I started these things, but then they took it all from me. So. <laughs> no, they thought I was a drug dealer in Indy for sure. So, which goes back to your question a long time. Well, you asked in yeah, the first time, first, first, first episode. <clears throat> uh, just oh, hearing Eric's. these stories, I would assume <clears throat> there was never any time for any hardcore partying because you sound like you're busy constantly. Well, I'm, are you? Let me oh, ask yeah. you a question before Eric answers. Are you asking this because I know Eric and I joke about this? Are you asking because he looks like he may have been a recovering heroin? Your addict? general appearance, I would have said, probably used to do heavy drugs and then probably still. Oh, I get that for, all the time. Yeah. Okay, here's another funny story. I was in. <laughs> you tell me you've never done drugs. I'm fighting you. Ariana and I, my other half, were followed. We, CBS did a pilot on us. Um, based on a reality show in England called The Audience, where 50 people follow you around and evaluate like your situation. Like It was mostly about Ariana. She was deciding whether to become a full-time ballerina or a full-time model, and she's 20 years younger than me, so there was this these questions that she was, quote-unquote, trying to figure out. So the science behind the audience is that if 50 people give you, your, give you input, 50 people of all different shapes and sizes they give you their opinion it's probably going to be correct so for like almost where's two the weeks, science behind this fucking you get 50 well if you get idiots, 50 it's different for television idiots. Yeah. television uh, yeah, science that's john shit you can still have 50 idiots they could just be from different parts of the television world. science john yes not science so then. the first we're in that we had 50 television created manimal john 
Yeah. Which, let's never forget that show, guys. <laughs> so we had 50 people in this in my living room asking us questions, and every other question was, how long have I been a heroin addict? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a trip, because you can, like, in your mind, you're just yourself, you know? And I've yeah. done, I've been professional, I've done, like, a million different things, but then you see my exterior and, and you're like, what's the to, deal? You're either in a band or you're a heroin addict. I certainly you know? would have said you've been <laughs> 10,000 feet in the air on a skidoo or whatever. <laughs> skidoo! You know, I wouldn't have said you started in fucking ice cream shops for an Amish country, Indiana. I wouldn't have thought those things. I mean, and granted, that's the whole don't judge a book by its cover. But every once in a while, you know, you see a fucking book cover and you're like, I bet that book sucks. <laughs> but, uh, and I don't, that's not how I feel about you. I'm just saying you have an exterior that, yeah, I would have said in a band, like maybe two word a lot. I don't know. You, you... He's definitely pro marijuana. Good. Correct? Oh, yeah. yeah. See? Even that if you don't smoke be. marijuana, you should be pro marijuana. Yeah, he's a big, he's a big pro. pro, pro you don't smoke, right, Brian? Huh? You don't smoke? I've done it from time to time. I don't have you the have. same fun that you guys have. You have, but you're still pro. Like you have no problem with it being I have legal. No problem whatsoever. Right. Okay. Now, uh, medically speaking, I think it's changing life, or I know it is. It's, it is, and, it is. And it's only going a matter by of what you've said, like the other thing, like you had the last show you talked about, you had the, uh, not the patent, what was it? The thing that they took from you that was going to... The military yeah. thing. Yeah, the depression thing. Depression yeah. test. Yeah. Did they ever use that or fix it? It's I mean, still in limbo. And it's incredible, because it, we could identify depression in in Iraq, in a tent, with a kid's laptop, and it's just, it's such a, it's such a shame, because And then not the diabetic I, thing, too, I mean. Yeah. So obviously you, you have a knack for not only building things, but helping people. Definitely, that was kind of my, my thing, was my, like, life's goal was to help as many people as I could, but. Here's what I figured out about Eric, because this is how I met him. You don't even belong in this town, dude. You need to me? get the fuck out of uh, here. Thanks. Yeah. Ticket me out of here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Here's the thing about Eric, you have to understand. Like, he, I don't know, I, I think the best word, and I mean this in the most flattering way, even though it's not a flattering word, is he's available. Does that make sense? Sure. Like, you feel like that guy's available to you if you need him, even if you oh, don't yeah. really know him. Because I met him on a random, barely n- knew you when you actually worked on the music video. We had brief conversations, but Eric was sent back on his own with Ariana, if I'm not mistaken, to fix something in the building. And you just started having these conversations with him. And he just kind of opens up. And he's, you know, Eric has a, a similar fascination and love that I do for this building because it's just, it's 100 years old and it's got some uniqueness to it. And he was just like, I love this thing. If you ever need somebody to, you know, caretake it. You know, take because he can. He can go in that room and and paint and fix things and all that kind of stuff. I just felt like I didn't know this guy. And he, people say this stuff to me all the time, but I think that's the thing about you is you just you you you're available to everyone. And there's the good and the bad to that, which is you're available and people will take advantage so, yeah, of it. And you're available, and then you end up in another world and another job yeah. and another life. And that's you're currently in the life that you know with me. Yeah. Yeah, you've been a good friend, by the way. Oh. You can say more. It's totally fine. I'm gonna I, think shit. I think you <laughs> said all he We're going to edit that part out. We'll, anyway. we'll take. We'll, we'll take out the night. The kind. Yeah. So so you start so you you start doing music videos and you start doing production design and still doing design stuff. Yeah. For music yeah, videos, yeah. but you're still you still did a lot of other stuff on the side. Like I remember seeing you when I first met. You had a picture of you and Snoop Dogg. I'm not quite sure. How yeah, and actually, it's funny because I don't know if we were talking about it this time or last. Speaking time, of but, weed, but <laughs> Snoop. Asked me, he said he called me over to get a picture with me. 
That's funny. It's like, can I get a picture with you? I was like, yeah, sure. You, sure of course. Buddy. Definitely. Like, Again, did he think you were someone else? Like, remember you were the crew guy in my last I don't, No, I don't think so in that one. Actually, I had half my head was shaved. The other half had hair. So, I don't know. I was looking He just thought funky. you were a crazy white dude. He's like, get that fucking <laughs> lunatic over here. We actually... <laughs> Black people love a crazy white person. They, they fucking think it's hilarious. And we, we set him up with his weed, too. Ah, oh, nice. And your Like, because we have legal dispensaries, and I hooked them up for Snoop. So, we shared a... Some medicine. There you go. While we were taking those pictures. Medicinal. But I did own a dispensary in, in Agora. Oh, what the um, fuck? Right around the time that, that I met you, Brian. And actually, um, we it was in Agora. We had 4,000 patients. There's 2,000 cardholders in Agora alone, <laughs> all those rich people. Mm-hmm. And we found out what the, medis- the medical side of things just blew my mind you know we in the human body we have cb1 cb2 receptors cannabis receptors in the body and we found out like on a on the medical side how i'm not even i can't I, i'm not even comfortable saying the words of what it can do for the human body except for that it'll change lives you know it's not just about getting stoned no definitely. i agree i agree which is what the um the fear mongers want to keep out there. They want to focus. That's on all they that part all of it. They oh, don't yeah. focus on any of the other Can't stuff. Can't drive. Well, the city of Agora came in with guns drawn, knocking our doors down based on a city license discrepancy. They, but so, they but they're stopping this. They now, just watch from, from, from my understanding. Hasn't the the uh, they're they're done right? They're done shutting these places down now. Yeah, correct. No, it's for it's the most open. part. Yeah. I will say though, there's there's a ton of them downtown now, and every single one of them has an armed guard. What's up with that? All, all of it's them. It's a requirement. All of them. Yeah, yeah, because okay. it, it just makes people feel safer in general. Because the, when they did start opening up, they got robbed a lot, and it was like robbed yeah, for the actual weed or for both the money? weed and money. I mean, okay. the shit that's going in and out of there. Like, I just you think about it. I, I'm like the five thousandth person that walks into a pharmacy during the day, and I'm plunking down eighty bucks. Everyone before me plunks down forty five, fifty, sixty, seventy, eighty, two hundred dollars. There's a lot of money to be had there. Uh, I know um, a friend of mine owns a dispensary in Sherman Oaks, makes a million a month easily. Like it's literally big business, man. yeah. So they and those guys have two armed guards, but they've been doing it for fifteen years, and they got it down to a science. Yeah, you know? but yeah, it's to, on that side of things. It's our actually ours looked just like a medical facility. Like if you walked in, you couldn't tell you're in a dispensary. It was it was agora, so we had to really make it nice, and it was twenty one and up. Yeah, so we didn't have like a bunch of kids coming, teenagers in hanging out. Yeah, but the only reason that shut down is because our, our the president of our co op who. I went to like first grade with, took all the money and ran. Jesus took all the Christ. money and ran. Like I could actually write a whole movie based on, like I was going to call it the Cannabis Chronicles. It, <laughs> but seriously, no one would believe the crap that went down that, that this guy pulled to ruin this whole thing for us. What the? And yeah, let me guess, you've never seen him again. No, and actually, I knew, I've known him since first grade. Yeah. So he's just in the wind? And actually, he, sh- if, Fortunately, I'm I'm not that person, but there was a bunch of people that he screwed that I'm surprised they didn't take him out. Yeah. Like, screwed all of us. Probably 20 of us. We all were in high school together. Oh, my God. What a piece of shit. Yeah. Like, beyond that. How the fuck is someone like that? Well, what's interesting to me with you, Eric, is, like, it hasn't really changed you. You seem like you're, you're like, the even keel thing that, like, no matter what happens. I mean, I'm sure it bothers you, but when it happens, you kind of stay a course. Well, that, I'm that person. Oh my god, you're a little bit zen. I, if it comes to you, if it's there, it's if it goes necessity. from you, fucking yeah. I lost 
I literally like lost my financial life. Um, a couple times, in the last, it sounds like. Yeah. And I've, I'm calm out of necessity because when you lose everything and you're 49, like I'm, I work for Brian out of necessity. I've never even had to work for, for anybody. And so uh, it's out of sheer just God's grace that I'm not an angry person. And let's be honest. Because you I think could it, be, it, man. You could be fucking pissed yeah. every day. And, I, and you could tell me that story. I go, yeah, you have a right to be pissed every day. Because you're, I mean, to be honest with you, we've had this conversation because Eric has actually left the business. Like he quit for a while and then came back. And the thing is, is you really, this is not what you want to do, correct? <laughs> uh, we, we're fine with the radio being there. It doesn't bother us. People know. I, people know on this show that the radios go on and off. Depending, on, I mean, this is. I mean, um, yeah, this is. A, actually, you don't see yourself long term. No, this doing, is. No, no way. I never thought I'd be here at all. Longer. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought my certain things would clear up for me financially. I mean, it's got to the point where I, I had to go back to work just to get my dental work done. Like it's. Then I've never experienced poverty in my Two life. Two people I know had to go back to work because of their fucking teeth. Yeah. Teeth, man. Yeah, there's no insurance for teeth. I no, guess. not yeah, not like the way you get the other stuff. Yeah, you no. got a lot of out-of-pocket for the teeth. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, kids, if you're listening, kids. Floss your fucking teeth. Brush after <laughs> every meal. <laughs> and why are kids listening? If you're listening to this, your parents are bad. <laughs> tell, parents, tell your kids. Tell, if is, that, parents, is that how I should have yes, positioned it? Parents, if you're listening, tell your fucking little kids, floss. They're not going to listen because I've got a couple. You can have that argument. I'll I, never forget that sticker my dentist handed me. It says, you don't have to floss all your teeth, just the ones you want to keep. <laughs> I was like, hey, I want to keep oh, all my fucking teeth. Yeah, well, my dentist was a Zen Buddhist. <laughs> um, yeah, you're lucky you're not angry because, man... I mean, I'm John I, and I have both. I, I try not Eric's, to be. Eric's seen me angry. I try not I've to seen be angry, you angry. But oh fuck, man! I can get fucking mad. And if you take my money, Jesus. Yeah, I'm in another. I'm definitely the most calm person I know because I I, I I cringe many times a day. I have to tell myself to pull my teeth apart. You know, like quit grinding your teeth. Because well, like, like being 49 is a new experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> first time. First time 49. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. But. Got a beautiful girlfriend. She's younger than you. Yeah, she's a lot cool. younger. I but, see when he brings her here. I mean, come on. Let's. Uh, what is it? Ninety percent of the people that work on set are dudes. Fat, <laughs> fat disgusting dudes. Just, it's always <laughs> funny the set thing, right? Like even when it's not her. Uh, na- name name the one. The, here, this is the <laughs> dynamic I love about production. When production has an, a, a, a good looking or fairly good looking girl working on the production, all dudes do is spend all their waking moments when they're not working. Trying to hit on her. Yeah, going to talk to her. It's just, yeah. and it's so obvious, right? And listen, I don't blame any woman that would use that to their advantage of like softening people up to get what they want. Go no, for it. Because you know what? If you're dumb enough to yeah. fucking go over there and be that guy, then. Well, they end up being lesbians though, on the, uh, over time. If you notice how many hard chicks are on set, like if they're not beautiful, they're these tough ass. Yeah, lesbian go-getters. Profiles. Lesbian profiles. They're go-getters, Eric. We call them go-getters. Yeah, they don't have to be lesbians. They're just go-getters. Go getting that puss. <laughs> <laughs> there is an interesting dynamic on set, though, with uh, with uh, with production women. You have to well, be tough. You yeah. have to be well, tough. Well, yeah, but you... there are some that are like they rely. Like they're like, yeah, I'll lift that fucking box just like any dude would, and I'll carry it wherever you need me to carry it. There's that. There's that, and then there's the chicks who are like. 
but my tits, so you do it. And you're like, <laughs> But you know the difference, because the people that, are, that do a lot of work, nine times out of ten, baseball cap wearing. I don't care whether they're men yeah. or women. They wear baseball caps. Because you sweat, and you got to keep that fucking sweat yep. out of your eyes. And if baseball you walk cap. on a set and your hair is all perfect and your hair stays perfect all day, then you're not fucking lifting a finger. <laughs> nope. Baseball caps. That's the way you determine who. If you if you need help lifting something, go to the person with the baseball cap on. God, I'm never wearing a baseball hat again. I don't yeah, want to so many. Shit. The world has no idea how hard people work on production. No, the, fa- the fact do. that anything gets made in this town. I say this over and over. The fact that anything gets made with the amount of people it takes and the amount of time it takes to shoot something, it's a miracle every time. From the shittiest movie to Citizen Kane, it's a miracle that this sh- that anything is made in this town. My biggest beef with all productions, and Eric already knows this, I just cannot figure out. We've got like there's a, there's an independent film that's been here for two and a half weeks right now, and day one. I had a conversation about parking, just parking. I'm like, if you put one person at the gate when people come in and one person by the parking, you are in control of your parking, and they'll take care of your day, and as soon as everybody's in, you can good to go. That was day one. Two and a half weeks later, still, nobody at the parking. Every day, you can listen to the radio chatter for 45 minutes to an hour. Does anybody know whose car this is? Because so-and-so parked in the wrong spot. Like They just would rather not. I'm surprised things don't get made just because the amount of um, the, the lack of, of uh, attention to detail. And, it and wastes so sense. much time. And common sense. And common sense. I mean, that to me, that's the attention to detail, but also like, who the fuck? Of course someone needs to work the gate, and of course someone needs to, because people who pull in on production are fucking all idiots. Everybody wants the best parking they spot. They all want to be as close to the door as they can be and as close to the exit as they can be yep. at the same time. And and I'm with, I'm that guy too. I'm like, hey, where can I park so I can get the fuck out of here as soon as we call rap? And if someone doesn't tell me, guess what? You're going to be looking for me all day going, can you move your car? Can you move your car? Can you move your car? I'm like, should have had someone standing there going, park here. And I go, okay. And I get out. Yeah. Does anybody know? That's my favorite one. You hear on the radio. Does anybody know who drives a Ford? I got to work on a production with Brian someday, though, because the the tiniest thing will not be over shadow like we're gonna have the de- the attention to detail like and really brian's in in my world brian's the most connected dude i've ever met unfortunately yeah me too this, that's why because we're doing of the podcast it's fucking of, ridiculous of the uh, over i'm sorry about that guys <laughs> but no like we were talking brian and i were talking earlier about like the <laughs> attention to detail is like pretty much critical in production it seems like only about a tenth of the time we see a production that has their shit together and you, and you, but it's and important when, in this building, though, Eric, because this yeah. building is 100 years old. It has about 37 sets in it. And if you let it go, it's destroyed. And then and you me, get no work yeah. because no one's going to want to film you, here. Because you, it would be a, a complete shithole if you didn't take care of it because production's coming in. I just two weeks of letting people shoot in here. No, this thing would be rubble. It'd be rubble. I mean, you can't. That's why when people are like, I'm going to think about renting my house out for a location, I'm like, are you out of your fucking mind? Like, I'd rather live in a box than have people stripping through my fucking house laying cable down. Outside of this, out of the trailer, by the makeup wardrobe trailer here, outside the trailer, five days ago, somebody in the makeup wardrobe department sat on their steps on their trailer. And pooped. (laughs) At this point, it is. Sat there, had some food. Threw it on the ground. Left it on the ground right there with a couple beer bottles, and they have been walking over it for five days, waiting for someone else pick to pick it up. Fuck up. What, to, I mean, to where I had five days animal, later. Animal though, you're a savage. What are you doing? I waited for days to see if somebody was. It's one of. It's like I call them my personal challenges sometimes, where I won't deal with something because I'm curious to see how long. Sure, it's a it so, it's on. a social experiment. So finally today, I had to tell 
my nephew is also a PA on the show. I'm like, you're going to have to pick that stuff up because obviously it's not going <laughs> to get dealt with at this point. But so. at the same time, I want to find out who, who the person that left it there, find out where they sleep, put it in their pillowcase and like, fuck you. Like, what, what's wrong with you? You're, Here's everybody a, is a human being. Everybody, you can't just throw your shit on the ground. Not in production. I know, but that's what's fucked up is that they treat people like animals. It's insane. Here's my favorite thing. When I first started working here, they would bottle water, right? Bottle water, uh, whatever size, what size of water yeah, is this? 12, 12, 16 ounce. So a 16 ounce bottle of water. Then they started getting mad because people would open it and leave take it. A sip, yeah. So they got the little bottles. So then they got the little bit, the, what I call the kid bottles, the toddler bottles, right? Yeah. They got toddler bottles. Todd bods. Toddler bottles. Then it got to the point because even with the toddler bottles, people were one, not recycling them, two, not throwing away because they would drink the thing and just throw it on the ground or mm-hmm. just whatever. My favorite is. When people are in a room and they have a bottle of water or trash, and they're sitting in the room, and the trash can can be five five feet away, but instead they will like tuck it up into a ceiling tile or hide oh it in a light. Oh my god! Put it on a shelf behind them. They refuse to just walk over to the garbage can and throw it away. So then production decided, and you're getting to, now you're seeing more and more film productions and television. Production. Now you have to go get a cup of water. And you have to fill it up, drink it right there, and throw it out right there because they're done. They don't want to spend any more money on the bottled waters because it's a way. It's literally because of human ignorance and laziness, it has now gotten to the point where they're not even buying bottled water anymore. They shouldn't anyway. Bottled water is actually kind of an issue. Everybody should not be drinking. You should have a reusable... There should be a thing on set, and everyone should have their own water bottle. Some shows do that, but it's very rare. They call those green sets. I know there's some shows that are f- yeah, those fully are the green they're still whatever. using fucking ninety reams of paper every time there's a mistake on a script. Right, the rewrites every day. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, you can do a little bit of you can help it a little bit if you if everyone had their bottle. Plus, you go you end all the bullshit. Like, hey, is this your water? Is this my water? Is this your water? Is this my water? Is that? Fuck but it, my, throw them both out. Let's start over. But like, my point is, something as simple as drinking water people is, can't do is right. complicated. Yeah. Right. On a film set. It is it is complicated. You definitely see the worst of humanity on set. You do. Cuz in there, you know, we do 14-hour days. It's like after a while there's no fucks given. No one's going to care no. about what's going on. And then if you're here for a couple of weeks, oh, that's even yeah. worse. You so just stop caring us, after hour two. Yeah, us stage managers see the worst of humanity and actually it used to really bug the crap out of me but you kind of no, just kind of yeah except for the other day when i asked a simple question like please remove your food from the lobby and it turned into a yelling match you know it but always that's does just some fucking ignorance on their part these bottles are good for urinating in that's what i've learned because you're not yeah, allowed to you, you, when you where? can't leave set no we find piss bombs oh, all over the place we call them piss bombs oh see we would give our camera guys gatorade on punk we'd give people <laughs> gatorade bottles with the wide mouth tops and then they would drink the Gatorade and then pee into those bottles. Yeah, yeah. but the problem is here, nobody throws them away. But so also, we end up finding these warm, Also here, you're not shooting bottles. hidden camera. You're shooting exposed camera, everything. So just fucking go to the bathroom. Once again, I can't explain Where to you why. Where is it? It's downstairs. I'm pissing and, this and bottle. And again, this is not here. everybody. This is just a small group of types of... It's a, it's a personality type that does yeah. this kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's not... Moose Knuckle O'Toole or whatever. <laughs> Most people are actually normal and just show up and do their job and go away. I think the biggest issues that they do have on set, but they've created their own issue, is that they have gotten to the point where in the film business, they people are expecting either a PA or a craft service person to follow behind them to clean up their mess, and that's the thing that they've kind of bred up. They've kind of bred that problem. I think. yeah, it's turdy. And then the but the standard is grip and electric, uh, the destroyers of sets. Well, you know the, the joke. The joke my buddy told me a long time ago. It's like, what's the difference between a grip and a gaffer? 
And I go, I don't know what. And he goes, uh, Gaffer will take the dishes out of the sink before he pisses in it. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect. And I was Which, like, that's good. <laughs> Which, you know, and if, but you know what? Like the ones that are here right now, best thing about this show that's here. And that the, the, uh, is the Grip and Electric Department, or the best thing about this show sure, here. Sure, sure. I'm not saying everybody else is horrible, but they're the most organized of the, sure. of, of the people here. Right. Which, is, that's a scary statement. Yeah. That means it's a giant shit show. Yeah. Nobody <laughs> likes to, when people come through a property, nobody likes to fix it. They want to get their shot. They, they're all about what's on camera, not what's off camera. They really don't care about off camera at all. I mean, that's that's just a general consensus of everybody. Sure. And most shows are like, ah, we got the money to fix the problem. Even if it means sticking Eric with the problem and paying Eric to fix the problem, which I think is the hardest thing as a site rep is when you get stuck with it and they think they're doing you a favor by paying you to fix it, and you're like, it's not a favor. It's actually just more yeah. draining work for us. You know, yeah. that's the only thing. So those guys don't like to do restoration. Everything, and like I always said, until there's an Academy Award for Best Restoration, no <laughs> one's ever gonna is, is gonna try. Hard yeah, to can fix you imagine things. if there was? This room was destroyed by this production company, <laughs> and this restoration team came in and didn't put any of it on camera, but. Look at it now. And the winner for the 75th year in a row, Eric Heister. Oh, yeah, dude. Academy <laughs> Lifetime War. Achievement Award for add, Best Restoration. Add, that's your fucking insane resume. Oh, <laughs> then I won an Oscar. He would fly in on one of those. What is the thing that you have? The paramotor. You'd come in on it. He'd, he'd accept it on his uh, Lifetime Achievement Award on a paramotor. Yeah, and then he would trade it for ink. <laughs> <laughs> the Academy Award? Yeah. They'd melt it down and he'd get ink for it. And then <laughs> trying to think what else you could do. <laughs> Wrap up the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, guys. Yeah. Guys, has it been an hour? It has. Mm, really? Wow. See, time flies when you're sweating uh, like a fucking. Where does Eric go from here? When the Herald Examiner is done, or when Take Eric a big is dive done with into the Herald Examiner, Eric, and tell us how deep it is. Where are you worried about fifty? Um, You've talked about 49 a lot. That's I'm curious if you're worried about turning I'm not 50. even going to count from now on. All yeah, right, I just stopped counting. Uh, I, I don't 40. feel 49. I'm never going to feel my age. But you don't original, look 49, buddy. No, no. The original scullery thing, is that who you are? Is that what you want to be? Do you want to be the guy that just designs artwork? Actually, just... I want to I, I be an actor because that That's was the we... best job I ever had last month. Yeah, you got, what was the movie? See, but you got spoiled and now you've totally. tapped the vein. Yeah. You better be careful, buddy. No, I got a month's income for a day's work. I got to... Yeah, tell him what you... In closing, tell John what, how yeah, this well, all came down. I saw good. some of the pictures, but I don't know what the role was. I well, know. I helped produce um, Sky Fear's last video. She's Big time new artist. She just opened up for Miley Cyrus. Did you say Sky Fieri? Sky Fiera. Oh, yeah. I'm like, is this Guy, Guy Fieri's yes. fucking okay. <laughs> Guy in Sky? And I was actually in the video. Also, I played like a, a drug dealing Compton. Um, <laughs> sure, you did. You know, okay. hoodlum. Of course. Oh, of course. Eric looks good in the jail. And then I, the um, so the last minute last month, they, um, Sky Fiera. Uh, recommended me for a movie with Nick Cage, Elijah Wood, and of all people, Jerry Lewis. Fuck the Jerry Lewis, who's still alive. Crazy. So I, they put me on a plane, limousine, the whole thing. And I got to spit on Nick Cage and fight with him and get killed by him. Yeah, but what did you do on camera? <laughs> yeah, but when <laughs> what happened? And I killed him, and then we shot a scene after that. <laughs> 
and uh, then and and Elijah and him threw me in a bathtub and ooh, um, sexy. So yeah, blood and, and it was awesome. It was Dude. great. I did now, my own stunts and everything. Just so you know, the next thing you act in will be some low budget independent piece of shit. <laughs> I already turned that one down. Actually, you're like I only I do. I only do big time now. <laughs> Eric, just so you know, Eric is not big in stature. He's definitely not muscular. You do look a lot bigger on camera, like like everybody does. But I but explain to people what you actually what what the, the what the role oh, yeah. actually the, the the description of the role. Yeah, the description was big Irish guy. Are you Irish? No. And he's not big. Or did you have to go higher? No, I and it's actually good because those guys <laughs> could barely pick me up. So I, I was probably one I was going to say Elijah Wood isn't like... No, he's a little... Okay, so that, 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 for, that's Elijah's description of Eric. Right, big, yeah. <laughs> but also yeah. at the same time, you, you do give off a very... Uh, like if you if I was sitting in a room and you were across me and you weren't saying anything, I'd be like, "That's the guy who can kill everyone with like one swipe of his hand, <laughs> but he doesn't fucking move a muscle because he knows he doesn't have to." Like the guys that are less less movement and le- just quiet statues are the guys that I'm like, mm, "You I, man, I got these are there's a lot to talk about. There's oh, a lot to talk we, about. We, you're always going to be around. You can visit. You can actually just Dude. stop by when we're on. <laughs> yeah, uh, we we haven't here. had a three parter yet. <laughs> we haven't had a three way. <laughs> we haven't had a three way yet. So if we could all get really? Elijah Wood Not in that yet. bathtub, I mean, guys, Eric, the um um, what was what's the, the name what's of the, the movie? Yeah, so say, that or what's called? the working it's, title? The of movie's it. called The Trust, and that probably will come out sometime next year, twenty yeah. or sometime in twenty sixteen like or whatever. Seven eight months or so. Awesome. But I can't I can't wait to see it just to see Jerry Lewis perform like. I can't believe I didn't even know he was still alive. He's like, "Hello, so. ladies." Yeah, it's oh, it's uh, like the audience is going to be incredible. Sky's only in her like she's only twenty, and Elijah's thirty. Nick's forty nine, fifty, whatever, and Jerry Lewis. You so want like, him to be the same age as I get. We're it, talking yeah. like a seriously diverse audience that might see this film. That's great, so, man. Um, that can, is fantastic, guys. Yeah. Keep your eye out for the trust. Eric Heister, man, um, I know you got to get to work right now. I'm sure there's something thrilling happening downstairs that you got to get yourself into. Hopefully, and it'll be a nice, easy night for you because you are working. He's working an overnight tonight, so that's. Uh, and for the listeners, I mean, I know we were jumping all over the place, but I feel like there is really not enough time to caps encapsulate your life. I mean, it sounds like you've just been living. I watch a lot of TV, man. So when I hear someone like you doing all that shit, it's very impressive. Yeah, he's always doing something. He's not the kind of guy that sits home and watches television. He's no, when he said he didn't watch any TV something. in the '90s, I was yeah. like, "Fuck shit." That's dude. why when I, I made that Manimal reference, it went over. He was his like, head. He has "Never no heard of it, Manimal." But also now you're missing gold because Manimal. Google it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thank you for stopping. Thanks by. for Thank having you. us. Thanks for listening, you everybody. You guys are funny, and I love you, and I'm no. gonna miss you. Love is a strong word. Smell butts. I'll see you off air. Thank you for listening to Hollywood Anonymous. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Hollywood Anani. That is short for Hollywood Anonymous. You can also follow John individually at John Huck and myself, Brian Irwin, at Brian Irwin on Twitter as well. Both of us can be found on Facebook. You can also Google us and contact us directly, HollywoodAnonymousGuys at gmail.com. Thank you again so much for listening, and please don't forget to subscribe. 